Hi everyone. So welcome to the live stream today. Very much excited for having you on the section two in our uh, discussion. And as we begin with our real discussion towards the ICA November 2021 examination, focusing on key topics that we need to understand in various subjects in order for us to prepare well for the examination and most importantly, pass the exams in that case. So I see some of you guys joining. You are welcome to the stream. It's always a pleasure having you on the call. Let me know, give me a thumbs up on the video. Uh, share the video. Let us reach as many students as possible. Because today I'm discussing one of the critical topics, ratios analysis. Ratio analysis or what we call interpretation of financial statements or what we can also term as the issue in relation to um, uh evaluation of financial statements and this is a very basic uh topic that is relevant for financial reporting students definitely is going to be in the exam or corporate reporting students definitely is going to be in the exam or management accounting students partly under performance evaluation the examiner could be excited about that then also strategic case study students under the financial perspective when we are looking at performance evaluation ratio analysis is also going to be there so if you are doing corporate reporting financial reporting management accounting strategic case study definitely this session is something that you need uh in that case so give me a thumbs up on the video i see some of you with a thumbs up already on the video thank you very much and also make sure that uh uh we subscribe to the channel in case you've not subscribed to the channel that helps us a lot to grow the channel so we can together reach as many students as possible momentarily if you have any questions something you want me to share my thought on put it in the chat box real quick before i get excited into our discussion for the day but also let me know any topics that you would want us to treat on the live stream don't give me subjects okay give me topics that you would want us to treat on the live stream and uh let's get into it uh, yesterday i received a couple of topics coming in and that is from uh, uh it's one of the topics that we received yesterday that we are discussing today evaluation of financial statements so if you want us to discuss something on the live stream, put it in the chat. Once we analyze it, we look at it, we'll be discussing it on the stream fully in that case. So that is it about that. Welcome to the stream. Give us a thumbs up and share the video. Share the video. We want to reach as many students as possible watching this live stream and also watching the playback at the end of the day. So see some comments coming in. Let's take them real quick. Jeremy Giroux said, good evening, sir. It's uh, good to be here with you again definitely thank you for joining us jeremy uh peter makasa said um hi inshira it's good to be here i hope this is financial reporting yes this is financial reporting uh jeremy said uh section six lectures under your mentorship uh i don't know clarify that for me al hassan abdul jalil then abdul hakim yakubu and then isaac zulu thank you for the thumbs up on the video on uh facebook it's always a pleasure that you guys support the channel in that manner let's get straight up into our discussion for the day evaluation or interpretation of financial statements in that case evaluation or interpretation of financial statements you ready about that let's go straight up into it interpretation of financial statement
interpretation of financial statements. So let me know if there are any questions, put them in the chat box for me. If there are any topics you would want us to share our thoughts on, also put it in the chat for me. I'm going to be answering all of your questions and sharing my thoughts on all of them in that case. Uh, Isaac Kenyatta, I see you as well on YouTube. You are welcome and thank you for joining us. So evaluation of financial statement. Like I said, this is one key topic that is critical if you are doing financial reporting or ACC F7. Financial reporting, this is very critical. It's going to be in the exam hall for you. Then if you're writing corporate reporting also, this is basic. It's very critical for you in that case. And then, like I said, in management accounting, depending on how excited the examiner is, depending on how excited the examiner is, uh, we are going to be having uh, a question on that, management accounting. Then the last thing is going to be strategic case study. I see a comment coming in. Adolfo said, can we discuss ratio analysis on Wednesday? We are doing ratio analysis. In case you've not seen the title or the thumbnail on the video, this is ratio analysis we are doing. So if you want to watch it on Wednesday, the video will be available on the channel and you can watch that on Wednesday if you wish to watch it on Wednesday. But ratio analysis is what is being done right now. So these four subjects are going to be basic at the end of the day. Like I said, in financial reporting, it's there directly. In corporate reporting, it's there directly. It's management accounting and case study that uh, it depends on how excited the examiner is and will be bringing it up in that case. But why evaluation of financial statements? You see, at the end of the period, uh, at the end of the day, we want to understand stakeholders want to have an idea of the performance of the organization. So stakeholders would want to have an assessment of the performance of the organization for the period under consideration. But then our discussion generally about stakeholders assessments of an entity would be using both uh, financial key performance indicators and then non-financial key performance indicators. So when we are assessing the performance of an organization, we could use financial indicators or non-financial indicators. The non-financial indicators that we'll be using to assess an organization performance could come into issues in relation to maybe customer satisfaction, how we are able to satisfy our customers as an organization. It could also be the efficiency and effectiveness of our internal control system. We will have to assess uh, that as well as an organization. And we want to assess whether as an organization we are innovating or learning or development, developing as an entity. So from the non-financial KPIs, we want to assess how are we satisfying customers? How is our internal controls working? And as an organization, are we training, developing ourselves, building capacity for the future? At the end of the day, these are non-financial performance indicators, and we'll be expanding later on on these when we are dealing with uh, this in performance management in management accounting, uh, as well as in strategic case study, because these are 
in those fields. But our discussion today is going to center around the financial performance indicators at the end of the day. Now, from the financial performance of the organization at the end of the day, what we want to discuss generally, generally is to understand what is the financial performance of the organization for the period under consideration. Now, when we say what is the financial performance of the organization, we are assessing the profitability of the entity. Then we would have to also assess the financial position of the organization. Then the third thing is going to be the investors, their returns at the end of the day. So investors ratios. So there are three key categories into which we are going to be analyzing the performance of an organization in the corporate reporting and financial reporting class. We're going to be assessing the financial performance of the organization, how profitable the organization has been in the current accounting year under consideration, the financial position of the organization, what is the liquidity uh, level of the organization, how is working capital management done. So under financial position, you are looking at liquidity, you are looking at gearing or gearing depending on the school you attended and then you are also looking at the issue in relation to the management of working capital so if you are looking at the financial position of the organization these are the three thematic issues we're going to be looking at so whilst the financial performance is looking at the profitability of the organization how profitable the entity is within the year under consideration the financial position assessment tells us about the liquidity status of the organization the gearing level of the organization and then how the organization is managing its working capital then ultimately we will look at the investors ratio because if you realize you will see that the uh, financial performance has nothing to do with the shareholders. That is the entire organization as a whole. Financial position has nothing to do with the shareholders. Again, that is at, by the entire organization as a whole in that case. And then it's so the only thing that the shareholders are going to be excited about at the end of the day is going to be what we will talk about in relation to the investors ratio, in relation to the investors ratio. So that is what we want to go into today at the end of the day but one thing i want you to take carefully here is that it is not about the computations okay it is not about the calculations you're going to make because for the calculation everybody can do it the key thing here is about how you interpret the results at the end of the day so what do I mean by that? So for instance, we have our gross profit margin and we have, let's say, two years, 20x2, 20x3. So let's say that in 20x2, which is the previous year, it's 25%, 20x3, it's now 15%. How do we interpret that? You don't just get up and say, eh, the gross profit margin has reduced from 25% to 15%. Yeah. We can see it has reduced, but then what is what is the reason for the reduction? What are the causes of the reduction? So in as much as we're going to be looking at the computation, I'm also going to be giving you the blueprint that you're going to be using for the various interpretation that you need to make at the end of the day in that case. And that is very basic. That is very, very important about this. So you want to make sure that you stay alert as we unpack all of these things, like I said. It's one thing to compute, 
it is another thing to interpret the computation. Sometimes the examiner could be excited about it and he will give you the ratios. So once he gives you the ratios, then what he would then ask you is to now interpret the ratios. So it is very important for you to understand how you interpret the ratios so that you can increase your chances of ultimately passing the examination. But you must understand that there are a couple of things that you need to know about ratios because ratios are meaningless until they are compared with something. So whatever ratio that we have, when we are doing the interpretation, we're going to be comparing the ratios that we have calculated to either previous year ratios of the same entity or the ratios of a similar entity in the same industry take note that before we can compare one company's ratios to another company's ratio they should be using uh, the same accounting policies or the same or similar accounting policies because if they are not using the same or similar accounting policies, then our comparison is not going to be successful and it will be fruitless at the end of the day in that case. So that is very critical. It's very basic. We need to, we can compare with the previous year ratios of the same entity or the ratio of a similar entity within the same industry or an industry average. So in the exam hall, you have to be on the lookout for, and you've got to be careful here. Um, what the examiner presents to you will affect the way you do your interpretation. If you are dealing with the same company, comparing from last year to this year, the interpretation is going to take a different format as compared to looking at the entity as against another entity in the similar industry and then the format will also be different if you are looking at comparing the results with industry average because it's very critical it's very critical so you don't just adopt the same approach the same presentation the same understanding with the three main categorization and it depends on how excited the examiner is any of these three could be in the exam hall now what's going to happen is that Sometimes the examiner will require you to compute the ratios yourself, in which case you are going to be uh, computing the ratios of previous year and the current year. Then you write the report or the examiner will ask you to calculate the ratio for this year so that you compare it with the ratios of uh, another year or sorry, a similar entity or ratios for the industry average. So you got to be careful and I'm going to guide you on how these three ratios are interpreted very well during the series in that case. And I see some of you guys joining. You are welcome to the stream. It's always a pleasure. Give us a thumbs up on the video when you join. Share the video. Let us reach as many students as possible. We are live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. Share the video with a lot of people. Let's reach a lot of students watching the live stream, watching the playback, and let's together assist a lot of students. And if you are getting some value, just give us a thumbs up on the video and put in the comment box. Let me know 
any questions that you have for me and any questions that you have about certain things that I've said. Right. So just backtracking a little bit, what are we saying? We are saying that we want to assess an organization's performance. To assess an organization's performance, we, are, we can use both um, financial performance indicators and then non-financial performance indicators. What we are saying here is that our focus here is on the financial performance indicators. This is where we are looking at the financial performance of the entity, profitability, looking at the financial position of the entity, liquidity, gearing, working capital management, and then the investors ratio, how the investors assess their performance at the end of the day. Then we are saying that the examiner is not just excited about the ability of the students to calculate it, but most importantly, the ability of the students to what? Interpret the ratio computed. And I'm telling you that when it comes to the interpretation, you need to compare whatever computation that you have done with something. It could be the same entity previous year results or similar entity in the same industry or an industry average like i said the results or the principles or the explanations are going to be a bit slightly in context to the kind of comparison that we are making as an entity in that case now in as much as ratio sounds good helps us to uh look at it there are a couple of limitations on the usage of ratios to assess an organization's uh performance my pencil want to mess me up let me take that again there are a couple of limitations that uh, we have if we what we are assessing an organization's uh, performance using ratios. Number one is that uh, the ratios are computed using historical data. So it is based on historical financial results. Now, telling us about what has happened in the past is not an indication of what is likely to happen in the future because of the different circumstances that exist. So for instance, pre the before the pandemic, the financial market, every market was okay. Now, after the pandemic, everything is well at the end of the day. So there were certain organizations before the pandemic, they were doing well, profitable, but when the pandemic strike, they have to file for bankruptcy, they have to do reorganization, restructuring, and all of those things in that case. So one of the limitations of using ratios to assess an organization's performance is that it's based on a historical information. It's past. And so because of different conditions, different situations existing in different timing, that cannot be an indication of the future performance of the organization. That is why using only the financial performance alone doesn't give us the blueprint we need in order for us to understand well the performance of the organization. It is for this limitation why we have to use the full balance scorecard to really have a holistic understanding of the organization's performance. And like I said, when we are doing performance measurements in uh, management accounting and then strategic case study, I'm going to be sharing my thought on the balance scorecard because the balance scorecard provides us with a holistic approach for evaluating the performance of the organization. Only that the balance scorecard also does not take into consideration the entity's impact on the environment, which is solved by another module called the triple bottom line uh, framework, which is used 
to assess the three P's that are, we will use to assess an organization's performance. I hope you get the idea. So that is one of the limitations at the end of the day. Then another thing is that the financial statements are subject to various judgments, accounting judgments. Okay? So the financial statements... are subject to professional judgment which may be biased that's it now remember when management is presenting and preparing the financial statement they're going to be using a lot of professional judgment as to whether they make provision for bad debt or not, as to whether they make provision for any uh, liability or not, the entity may decide not to uh, make it. So whilst preparing the financial statement, those professional judgments could impact on uh, the financial statement at the end of the day. So those professional judgments, maybe they may be reasonable for accounting purposes, but it could impact on the financial position of uh, the entity at the end of the day. Because, for instance, let's say a company leases an asset. And if they, leases an, uh, they lease an asset in accordance with IFRS 16, they have to recognize both right of use of asset as well as what? Lease liability. But, for instance, the uh, finance director or the chief accountant could say that don't recognize the lease at all on the face of our financial statement. Just recognize it as a normal rental. Why? Because if you recognize it as a liability, because of the liability on the face of financial statement, it may affect our ability to raise what? Funding going into the future. So if you realize, if you prepare this financial statement and you are assessing the organization's performance using that financial statement, you realize that that judgment that is being used in the preparation of financial statement is what? Unprofessional, is fraudulent, and hence, for that reason, or for that reason, it may affect the interpretation that we give on the financial statement. So number one, it is based on historical financial results. Number two, the financial statements are subject to professional judgment, which may be biased from the perspective of the preparers of the financial statement. And then number three that I can pull up as the limitation for uh, assessing financial performance is about the changes in circumstances or situations surrounding sorry situation in a specific financial year now definitely if you compare a company's 2020 financial statement to 2019 financial statement, to 2018 financial statement, it will not be good because many companies, unless otherwise you are in the necessity people, like the Amazons, all right, like the Apples, like the uh, um, um, Louis Vuittons, because for some reason they sold a lot of product during the period of lockdown. Can you imagine that? But it depends. So unless you are like them, then you are likely to be having less profitability, less sales at the end of the day. So if you are comparing your performance for 2020 
uh, in the pandemic, middle of the pandemic, or even 2021 with 2018, that's unfair. So that's a limitation there because the circumstances surrounding or occurring in specific accounting years are going to be what? Very different, in which case makes the comparison quite what? Challenging or quite difficult at the end of the day. Then final thing has to do with the issue about um, accounting policies. Okay, accounting policies. And conventions. Sometimes an entity may adopt a new accounting policy. Now note, in accordance with IAS 8, changes in accounting policies, there has to be what is called a retrospective application, meaning we have to go back to the previous financial statement and adjust that previous financial statement. But there are certain accounting policies that which when adopted in the interpretation and application, then the accounting standard board will come out and say that, hey, uh, the entity may choose not to do retrospective application, but should can adopt retrospective application, which means that even though the entity adopt, has adopted a new accounting policy, they may not adjust the previous year financial statement to reflect that change. For that reason, that could affect the interpretation that we have on the financial statement at the end of the day. And these are a number of limitations that we can come up with when dealing with interpretation of financial statements, even though they are good, even though they are solid, these limitations also prevent us as an organization when assessing an organization's performance at the end of the day. Any questions for me, please? Any questions? I see some of you guys coming up. You are welcome. Give us a thumbs up on the video if you are getting some value on the video. And uh, share the video. Let us reach as many students as possible. But most importantly, comment in the comment section or the chat box any topic you would want me to cover. Or if there is something I explain you don't understand, notify me. I'm going to take that again for you so you will be able to follow in that particular case so that is it about the limitations of the ratios limitations of the ratios i'm seeing some chats coming in let me take that real quick in 60 seconds then let's come back um, Augustine Amartin said, good, sir. I think that maybe it's a good evening. Okay, you're welcome. Man, uh, what's name is that? Uh, Whitson or Whitson, whatever. Kandanga said, good evening, sir. I'm glad to be part of this session. Awesome, you're welcome uh, there. Emmanuel Jabing said, I'm really enjoying this lectures. That's awesome. Thank you for staying with us. Augustine A. Boatin giving us hi. Hello, Augustine. Um, Abigail Agri with a thumbs up in the chat. Thank you, Abigail. Peter Macasa said, uh, hi, Inshira. Please consider doing cash flow too. Okay, so I'm going to add that to the topics. Remember the topics I received yesterday. One of them is what I've selected today. So cash flows is another topic that I'm having. So whatever topics I have, that is what we're going to be uh, looking at it uh, in that case. So for those of you who say, oh, Shira, you don't do this 
top subject. You don't do this subject. Give me the topic in that subject you want me to treat. Then I can treat it. I get in it. So you realize that these were uh, the topics that we received uh, yesterday on the live stream. And that's where I'm picking one from. That is the interpretation of financial statement. So if you put it in the chat and say, hey, Shira, can you teach this topic? Can we do this? Boom. Then I will be there and select it so that I can provide you with the assistance that you need in that case. Nanayao is giving us a thumbs up in the chat. All right, Nanayao. Um, Julius said, well done, sir. Thank you for joining us, Julius. Um, who else we got? Alhassan Sada is giving us a thumbs up in the chat. Thank you, Alhassan. Let me know what questions you have for me. Put it in the chat. Put it in the comments. Want to hear from you uh, in that case. Then Augustine A. Boatin said, lack of detailed information may hinder a good ratio analysis. Okay. Uh, I'm taking your word detailed information to being... I don't know what you mean by detailed information, but uh, every average financial statement that is prepared will be able to uh, provide us with notes to the financial statement. But I'm taking your statement as detailed information to mean maybe, for instance, breakdown of the debtors figure may not be given, how long they've been there, or the creditors figure or some assets may not be well provided for us. So... That could be something that we need to look out for in that case. Quatin Perry said, please, can you add cash flow statement and determining the net worth of a person to it? The net worth of a person. Whoa. That's, that's no. Cash flow, yes. Cash flow has come up. So I've added it to my topic uh, real, real quick. And then Chim Chimuka, Chimuka said, uh, hi, is this financial reporting? Yes, Chimoka Chimoka. This is financial uh, reporting in that case. Abigail Agri said impairment of assets. Uh, okay, that's IAS 38. Yesterday we got IAS. No, that is IAS 36. Yesterday we got IAS 38. So let me add impairment of assets to it. Like I said, whatever you want us to treat, put it in the chat for me. Because you might not know, maybe that will be the next thing I'll be treating. Like I said yesterday, we got ratios and somebody requested and it was something that was basic as well. And we decided to uh, look at it. Then Chimoka said, consider a revision on consolidation too. Okay, so consolidated financial statement. Students' favorite topic. <laughs> That's very important. Then what do we use opening balances for in ratio calculations? Um, I don't know the context in which, I think that's Peter. Can you bring that up, please? Okay. So what do we use uh, opening balances for in ratios calculation? In ratios calculation, opening balance, I don't know what, what would you, you will be using it for. Then maybe you want to determine uh, the capital structure of the company uh, previous year. Then you can know because opening balances can be used to determine the uh, stated capital of the company at the end of the day in that case. So it depends on the context in the question. 
that you will know what exactly to use it. But there is no golden rule that if there is opening balance, this is how you do it. Because it depends on the context of the question to know exactly what it is you need to do. Then IAS 40, that is investment property. Investment property. That is great. Then the last one, then we go back. Uh, John Nyame said, good evening, sir. It's always great to have these lectures. Stay blessed. Stay blessed to John. And thank you for joining us on the live stream today. So let's go straight up uh, back into our discussion and let's go through it in that case. You ready? Let's go. So, like I said, there are three things we're going to be going through. The financial performance of the organization, the financial position of the organization, and then the interpreta- uh, investors ratio. So, let's start the journey with financial performance. Okay. So let's go financial performance. Now, this is where we are looking at profitability. We are assessing profitability. So here we're going to be looking at the profitability ratios, the profitability ratios. Now, when we are looking at the financial performance, our focus generally it's in the statement of profit or loss. Okay. Or if you want the income statement. So our focus is generally going to be based on the income statement, how we are doing from the face of the income statement of the organization. So profitability. Under profitability, there are a number of ratios that we're going to be using. We have what is called the return on capital employed. That is ROSI. Two, net assets turnover. Three, gross profit margin. GPM. And then four, operating profit margin. or if he wants the net profit margin. So these are the four general ratios that we need to uh, look at uh, in that particular case when we are dealing with 
profitability ratios. Now, let's pick them one after the other and then share some thought about them real quick. You ready? Let's go. Number one, Rosie, return on capital employed. Now, you got to be careful here because I'm going to be starting to drop the secret that you need to use and how we come up with the various things. So you want to make sure that you really understand uh, what is going on in that particular case. So the Rosie, the Rosie, what is the Rosie about? So return on capital employed. In a simple language, Rosie measures, the Rosie measures the level of returns a business has made using the capital it has within it. Note carefully, the returns a company has made using the capital it has within it. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? What it means is that the ROSI simply measures the returns an entity makes from the investment of one dollar, one pound, one euro, one Ghana cities, one naira of capital. So what returns are we making as an organization? What is the percentage of return we are making if we decide to invest a dollar, a pound, a, an euro, an euro, or maybe a Ghana cities, whatever it is? How much do we make in return? So if we invest $1, what is the percentage of returns we are getting? The rule simply that you need to understand here is that the higher the returns, the better it is for the entity. Got to stay with me carefully here. So prefer, preferably, the higher the returns, the better for the entity. But let me give you another key issue here. Note, the fact that the rosy is rising or greater does not may not indicate that the company is making a lot of returns so you got to take that note very well so the fact that an entity's rosy increases may not indicate it has a better returns. It has a better returns. Very, very critical. Why am I saying this? Because again, I'm going to show you this in a moment. So if, if you're, you see the rosy and you see that in 20x1, 20x2. So in 20x1, rosy is say 15%. Then 20x2, Rosie say 25%. Then he get up and say, eh, the Rosie has increased for 25, 15% to 25%. This means in the 20x2, the company is making more returns than 20x1. You are a liar. You may be lying. 
Why? Because the fact that the ROSI is going up may not mean the entity is making a lot of returns, but it could mean something is happening in the financial statement. And I'm going to explain that to you in a moment. So how do we compute uh, this ROSI and how does the interpretation actually work for us? So ROSI. The ROSI is computed as the profit before interest and tax divided by capital employed. And that is going to multiply by 100. So we will express our answer in uh, X percent. We will express our answer in X percent. Profit before interest and tax divided by capital employed. Now, let me share some thought with you real quick. When it comes to the capital employed, there are two ways that a capital employed could be calculated. There are two ways. Now, capital employed can be shareholders fund. Shareholders fund plus long-term debt. Shareholders fund plus long-term debt. Now, when we say shareholders fund, what do we mean? We mean share capital. So the things that will be in equity, share premium. We mean retain earnings. Share capital, share premium, retain earnings. And then reserves. It could be revaluation reserves, general reserves, or whatever it is. That is the issue there in that case. That is the issue there in that case. So that is one way you just go to the equity aspect of the statement of financial position, and you take the equity of the company and add it to the long-term debt of the entity, and that gives you the capital employed. Another way that we could calculate the capital employed is simply going to be total assets less current liabilities. Total assets less current liabilities. Any of the methods you use will give you the same answer at the end of the day. Any of the methods you use will give you the same answer at the end of the day. But you've got to be careful. You see, one problem of students is that they just premeditate a number of formulas and they go into the exam hall with it. Now, sometimes the examiner can tell you an exceptional thing. The examiner can tell you that, oh, maybe a lease obligation that the entity has should be included in calculating the ROSI. What does that mean? It means that when determining your long-term debt, after bringing in your maybe some debenture notes, some long-term bank loan, then the non-current liability, lease obligation non-current liability, as per IFRS 16, would have to also be what? Included. So in as much as you're going to understand that, oh, this is how we calculate capital employed, when dealing with the return on capital employed, Rosie, the examiner may throw a shot at you. The examiner may ask you to do something specific. And whatever the examiner asks you to do specifically, you have to be on the lookout to do that. 
You have to be on the lookout to do that. So don't just pick this formula and stay with it. You must read the lines in the question very well. What is the examiner saying that we should include in dealing with Rosie or in dealing with capital employed? So like I said, yes, generally, this is how we're going to be coming up with our rosy return on capital employed uh in that case in that case now like i told you earlier preferably a higher return is better for the entity but then the fact that rosy increases may not indicate that it has a better returns so what does that mean then what does that mean so let me let me explain to you what, what's happening here. If you look at the formula again, have I given you the formula of Rosie? Yeah. If you look at the formula of Rosie again here, you realize that if the denominator, the capital employed, employed falls, Rosie will go up. Let me explain that to you in a moment so that you get what is going on. So let's say we have 20x2, 20x3. Let's say we have profit before interest and tax. Probably, let's assume that uh, all the profits are maybe let's say 250 here and then 220 here, right? Then let's say that the capital employed situation, let's say it was uh, whatever, let's say it was 420 uh, here, and for some reason it became uh, 220 here, or maybe 340 here. At the end of the day so let's calculate the rosy for each of the periods let's calculate the rosy uh i think i have my casio calculator here so 250 over 420 times 100 and that is 59.5 percent for 20x2 stay with me carefully here then 220 divided by 340 times 100, we are getting 64%, 64.7%. Now, I want you to pay attention to what is going on here. Listen carefully. I want you to pay attention to what is going on here. You will realize that in the 20x3, okay, profit is falling from 250 to 220. But even though profit is falling, the entity's rosy is rising from 59.5% to 64.7%. So if you tell us that eh, the company made a lot of money than possible, no. Because you realize that in that same year, capital employed is what? Falling. But the question you need to ask yourself is, why is the capital employed falling? Because probably the entity has repaid its loans out. So repayment of loans could reduce the capital employed or disposal of assets of major assets could also uh, reduce the capital employed or sometimes when the entity is doing some repurchases of shares it could also reduce what the capital employed at the end of the day in that case or sometimes if the company declares some dividend payment of excessive dividend reduce the shareholders fund at the end of the day so you realize that 
if you just get up and say eh, the entity is making a lot of profit in the year 20s2 you are wrong the, 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 yes the rosy is going up but you must tell us why the rosy is going up the rosy is going up in that case because the capital employed is falling now sometimes the examiner is not going to be excited to tell you the details about this but you have to critique the individual figures and analyze the individual figures so your interpretation of your ratios will not just be on the absolute ratios that you have calculated but instead the elements that you used in the calculation what are the changes in the elements because that is going to influence the way you interpret the ratio I hope it makes sense. That is why I made the statement here that the fact that an entity's rosy is increasing may not indicate that the entity is having a better return. It's it, it doesn't mean in 20x3 the entity is doing well. No, it's as if it's appearing they are doing well because of the reduction in what the capital employed at the end of the day in that case so you need to look at the percentage fall in the capital employed and look at the percentage fall in the profit for the year then we can have an understanding of whether the entity is doing well or not doing well that is the idea about the rosy now one thing you must also understand is that when it comes to the interpretation of the ratios they don't work the, uh, the ratios are not an island in other words when you must have a connection with the ratios, just like the standards, all right? So when you're explaining rosy, you must take into consideration the gross profit margin. You must take into consideration the asset returns. You must take into uh, the asset turnover. And you must take into consideration also maybe the net profit margin. Why is that? Because if you say eh, rosy has gone up, it could mean that the entity's revenue increased during the year. But you calculated the net, uh, the asset turnover, and asset turnover is falling. Now, asset turnover has to do with how the entity generates revenue from assets. So if the entity is generating less revenue from its assets, but the rosy is going up, and you say the reason why rosy is going up is because revenue is rising, then you have contradicted yourself and you will get Zorpo at the end of the day. So that is what makes ratios some way, somehow, a bit challenging for students. But then if you understand it in the light that, no, these guys don't work alone. I need to have the impact from this aspect, have the impact from that aspect, and be able to marry the two together, then you are in a better position to be able to pass the exams at the end of the day. So that is what we mean by rosy. 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 Now, I'm going to come back to the rosy when we, uh, as we add the pieces together, and the next thing is going to be the asset turnover. Asset turnover. I hope you are getting the picture very well about interpretation. Let me know any questions for me real quick. I see some comments coming up. Let's see if I can pick them up real quick uh, in that case. Um, Hart said, hello, sir. Has someone requested IAS 12? Uh, no, no, no. I've not got IAS 12. So probably you want me to add that income tax IAS 12. We will see and add that up. Then Vincent Boster said, good evening, Shira, long time. I have not been watching your lectures, but today I'm in, 
join it. God bless you, sir. Amen. God bless you too. Yes, it's been a it's been a while. Um, but we resumed yesterday, and so throughout the week we'll be coming in in that particular case. Remember that you can follow me on Instagram. If you are not following me on Instagram, make sure you follow me on Instagram because the daily meeting discussion will be posted on Instagram every day, so that you know exactly what is we are likely to discuss uh, for that day. Then if it relates to something you are doing, then you prepare and join the live stream in that case. And if you're not able to join the live stream, you can always watch the playback also at the end of the day. Any questions for me real quick? Any questions? Any questions? Any questions? Because of time constraints, I'm going to conclude around here today. I know you're getting excited about it uh, already and you are really going looking at how the ratio is but i'm going to conclude around here today and god willing tomorrow we're going to be looking at the part two of this whole uh topic where we will dive deeper into the rest of the profitability ratios and also talk about the working capital or the balance sheet statement of financial position uh, analysis then from there we will pick a question and look at how it is remember this is a done deal for financial reporting it's a done deal for corporate reporting. So, and I like done deal stuff. I tell you all the time. If I know this thing, who pay, who pay, whether I like it or not, the examiner is going to bring it into the exam hall. I want to make sure I know everything about it when I'm going into the exam hall about this particular thing. So, ratios is very critical. So, I want you to make sure you take time, join me, go through with me, and understand all the principles as I give you the blueprints. And once you do that, you'll be able to practice a lot of questions. Then you position yourself 15 marks. You can take it. If you are guided well with the interpretation, if the interpretation and the computation, everything is supposed to be 15, you could be excited about it and get about 12 or 13 of that. It's very important and it's very simple if you really know the interpretation well and you get a principle for interpreting it. And I know that you can uh, do it in that case. And that is what you need to understand when it comes to uh, dealing with the ratios in that case. And uh, like I said, time constraints. So I'll be concluding around here today. Our regular class, we have taxation coming up uh, in a few minutes. So I'll be uh, concluding around here today. And then God willing, tomorrow, same time at 4.30 p.m., we will continue with our discussion. Now, just on aside, uh, the Institute of Chartered Accountants has issued a notice to all students. And from 2022, there will be three examination dates for the ICA exams. Three examination dates. So that's very critical. And that is going to be in uh, April, in August, and, it's, and in December. In April, August and December, and they have stated that it is going to be the first week, uh, the first Monday of the examination month at the end of the day. So what it means is that in by 2022 closing, some of you have to become chartered accountants at the end of the day, because if you have three examination sittings, man, you pay one subscription, go in three times, and Charlie, you should be able to go through and uh, chatter at the end of the day. So that is just a notice out. I, I understand that a couple of you already have this, uh, but wanted to bring it as well to your notice in that case. 
So that's it about that. Thank you for joining me. And I'll catch you same time tomorrow as we continue with our discussion. Remember to follow me on Instagram if you're not following. Remember to subscribe to the channel in case you've not subscribed to the channel. But most importantly, click the bell notification icon so that when I go live, you will be the first person to be notified so you can join me bring up your questions. I assist you so you can prepare well for the examination and most importantly, pass the exams. I'll catch you same time tomorrow as we continue with our discussion. Last comments coming in. Emisa said, thank you, Inshira. Always a pleasure, Emisa. Chino said, good afternoon, sir. It has really been a while. Yep. Charity Labi said, God bless you, Inshira. God bless you, Charity. Isaac Zulu said, thank you very much. Thank you, Isaac. And Thanks all of you guys for the comments, the sharing, the thumbs up. These are the things that helps the channel to grow and we're able to reach as many students as possible. Continue to support us. That is all we ask of you because we know that there are a lot of people like this out there looking for materials like this to help them for their professional exams, for their first degree, for their MBA, their MSCs and other things. And that is why we created this channel. So help us to get a message across board and let's together help a lot of students across the continent and across the globe. Thank you. And I'll catch you same time tomorrow. Bye-bye.